0: Welcome to Dangerous Christianity with Dr. Christopher Rodkey, where we explore new ways of being Christian that go against the grain, stands up against the church when it's evil, speaks truth to power, and reclaims the Bible as a radical message of hope, liberation, and justice. Dr. Rodkey is pastor of St. Paul's United Church of Christ in Dallastown, Pennsylvania, and leads the sacred profane community post-faith gathering for those seeking to nurture a literate and misfit, geeky, sometimes sneaky, as well as a queer-affirming and beer-affirming spirituality. All information mentioned throughout the program is listed in the show notes. And now, please welcome Dr. Christopher Rodkey.
1: Our scripture reading today comes from Luke chapter 12, verses 57 through 59. Jesus continued, and why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Thus, when you go with your accuser before a magistrate, on the way make an effort to settle the case, or you may be dragged before the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer throw you in prison. I tell you, You will never get out until you have paid the last penny. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Through Luke 12, we hear not to let your possessions possess you. We hear to pay attention to what is going on in front of us. And we now have this little perplexing instruction about how to handle yourself before a judge when you are in debt or more precisely on your way to the judge when you are in debt. Jesus says to settle with the creditor before you even need to get in front of the judge. There's some practical wisdom here. Don't borrow more than you think you can realistically pay back. If you get in trouble with your loans, do whatever you can, can to not have to stand before a judge in trouble. Because back then, people weren't just sent letters from collection agencies, they were put in jail. And there's a long history of debtor's prison. While one was in debtor's prison, one would have to work off their debts through work in the prison, which paid very little, or you'd have to get someone outside the prison like a loan shark to finance the payment of your debt. And sometimes in addition to that, any court costs and other fees that you incurred for legal expenses. In other words, once you were in debtor's prison, it was very difficult to get out and there's a good chance that you were going to die in prison. Obviously, debt or going into debt was something you wanted to avoid at all costs. Which is why Jesus brings up this little bit of a story here. Two of my go-to commentaries that I consulted on how to interpret the Bible on this passage actually skip over this paragraph of scripture in Luke. What's difficult about this story is that we're distracted about the details of the debtor and the accuser and the magistrate judge. But the first sentence on the screen is what connects us, connects this lesson to what we have been reading before it in Luke 12. Jesus right before this asks, why you can predict the weather, but you can't see what's right in front of you. Here Jesus says in verse 57, And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? That's an interesting question. Why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? When you go to court over a disputed debt, on the way there, Jesus says, get it figured out because you're going to get what's coming to you if you don't settle it before you end up in front of the judge. And debtor's prison is not fair, and you know what's coming if you take out too much debt. Jesus asks, why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Why do we not do the right thing? Why do we ourselves not judge ourselves honestly? Now take this another step. Why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Meaning this, Why do you look to others to tell you what is right and wrong when you ought to be able to know what is right and wrong yourselves? Again, maybe Jesus's question is asking why we look to others for morality rather than take it upon ourselves to claim and name what is right and what is wrong. So maybe this means just as you can see the future, but you can't see what it's in front of you. Why would you look to to a judge to know what is right and wrong, or to know what is going to come to you as punishment, when you are empowered to know it for yourself and to do something about it? Earlier in Luke, the disciples were asking Jesus what kind of privileged information or privileged station they would have for being Jesus' disciples. And Jesus told them that their roles as disciples will be more difficult than others. And and he gives the analogy of slaves that are in charge of other slaves. You're all the same. You're all slaves. But for those given more responsibility, there is more work, not less work. And to those who manage the slaves, more responsibility, not comfort or privilege. To the disciples, Jesus is saying, you know what is right and wrong. And yet you look to outside sources to tell you what is right and wrong. So Jesus's explanation of the debtor and creditor and the judge is a parable being spoken to the disciples about what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus could be saying that they need to settle their debts so they don't have conflicted loyalties as they follow Jesus into Jerusalem where Jesus will be judged by religious and political courts. Settle your debts along the way he says don't serve your debt and me at the same time but jesus is also saying something about morality and ethics he's asking why do you look to the future and predict the weather when you can't see what's in front of you why might you judge others harshly but not hold yourselves to the same standard why would you or why would anyone believe they could get away with not paying off their debts Why wouldn't you be able to see yourself clearly enough to know that you are judged like everyone else before the judge? Why do people think they can get away with it? If you ever follow criminal trials on television or if you've ever served on a jury, you might have asked this question. Why would this person think that they could get away with this? And yet there they are standing in a courtroom before a judge trying to get away with it. Jesus is asking, you want to judge others or be part of this new way of thinking and being and acting and new ways of living that serve higher purposes than money or debt or judges. But you can't think through how you honestly stand before the law that is written on paper and is right in front of you. I hope this is making some sense. It's not just that Jesus is teaching the disciples something about finances and not just that you need to not serve two masters. But he's saying that if you are following Jesus, you are held to a higher standard, but you still can't ignore the laws of the present or act like you can get away with breaking the laws of the present. It's a condemning question that we often ask high profile politicians or lawyers. How would you ever think you could get away with this? Why would you do something so stupid and think you're not gonna get caught? The answer is almost always this, because I think I can get away with it. Jesus is calling his disciples to a higher law that isn't about getting away from your more mundane and humanly responsible, human responsibilities. But I want to take this a little further. At least every week we say the Lord's Prayer when we gather for worship. The Lord's Prayer is said in nearly every Christian worship service, with the exception of maybe weddings in one form or another. We say forgive our trespasses we forgive those who trespass against us. That's how I was taught it as a child. Or forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The language of trespasses is more traditional but the language of the Lord's Prayer using debts is more accurate to what Jesus is saying. We ask God to forgive our debts, just as the man in Jesus's story asks the creditor to cancel or reconcile his debts on his way to the court. So when we stand before God as a, as a righteous and just judge, do we present ourselves as someone who has worked to reconcile our debts or to someone, or someone who approaches the bench of the judge, pretentious that we can get away with something we shouldn't, or that we are so used to playing the system that we expect to continue to play the system. It isn't, it isn't the law that is so important here, but the approach to the judge's bench that Jesus is talking about. Do we arrive before we get there having settled our debts, or do we arrive there smug, believing that we might have the secret word or the name of Jesus or some secret code of a creed that the judge would look the other way? Jesus' question of why would we not be able to know what is right and wrong for yourself is asked when we stand before God and we're honest with ourselves. People are really good at pointing the blame at other people and each other. But are you able to take a good look at yourself as a disciple? And do you define what is right and wrong with what you can get away with instead of what you should or ought to do? If we try to settle our debts on the way to the judge, we're working desperately to follow the law and accept the consequences of our own actions and the consequences of the law. And then not to be thrown in prison because we are then on good terms with the law. What if we try to trick the judge, we not only have no respect for the law or even the judge, but you are elevating your own actions or you can get away with as the law. When we pray the words forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors we stand as one who is on the way to the judge. Do we spend our time and our lives working things out and accepting the consequences of our actions and learning from them? Or do we skip to the judge thinking that we can simply get away with it? In other words, do we live our lives like disciples or like the one who banks on confessing to Jesus in their last breath? to get away with as much as we can. The point of the question isn't how you will be judged or that you will be judged, but rather in what manner do you approach your life in a way that internalizes what is right and what is wrong based on what is defined by the law? Like Jesus asked, back to the question we started with, why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, so be it. Thanks for joining me for Dangerous Christianity, which is my sermon podcast from St. Paul's United Church of Christ in Dallestown, Pennsylvania. This is Pastor Chris Rodkey. If you'd like to give a donation to the church, you can find the instructions in the show notes for the podcast. Or you can email a tax-deductible donation to St. Paul's United Church of Christ, which is an open and affirming ministry, at 205 West Main Street, Dallastown, Pennsylvania, 17313. And feel free to contact me directly if you have prayer requests or concerns or thoughts to share. Thanks and have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to Dangerous Christianity. For more information about how to get involved in the movement, how to contact Dr. Christopher Rodkey, or where to find information regarding his preaching itinerary, publications, or how to make a contribution to his ministry, please refer to the listed show notes. Dr. Rodkey, again, would like to thank all of his listeners for continuously supporting and tuning into his work and message. Thank you.